0: everyone, welcome back to Storytime with me. I am your host Priyanshu and as discussed, I found another book on my shelf. And before starting the story, I would like to give a simple introduction about this book so we can understand the stories more clearly. So basically, this is one of the The Famous Five and this is fourth in series. The name of the book is Five Go To Smuggler's Stop and it contained 22 chapters which means we have 22 episodes I will cover each chapter in every episode So let's start with the first one Book 5 Go To Smuggler's Stop, written by Annette Blighton Chapter 1 Back to Kirin Cottage One fine day right at the beginning of the Easter holidays Four children and a dog travelled by train together. Soon be there now, said Julian, a tall, strong boy with a determined face. Woof, said Timothy, the dog, getting excited and trying to look out of the window too. Get down, Tim, said Julian. Let Anne have a look. Anne was his younger sister. She put her head out of the window. We are coming into Kirin Station, she said. I hope Aunt Fanny will be there to meet us. Of course she will, said Georgina, her cousin. She looked more like a boy than a girl, for she wore her hair very short and it curled close about her head. She too had a determined face, like Julian. She pushed Anne away and looked out of the window. It's nice to be going home, she said. I love school, but it will be fun to be at Kirin Cottage and perhaps sails out to Kirin Island and visit the castle there. We haven't been since last summer. Dick's turn to look out now, said Julian, turning to his younger brother, a boy with a friendly face, sitting, reading in a corner. We are just coming into sight of Kirin. Dick, can't you stop reading for a second? It's such an exciting book," said Dick, and shut it with a clap. The most exciting adventure story I have ever read. I bet it's not as exciting as some of the adventures we have had," said N at once. It was true that the five of them, counting in Timmy the dog, who always shared everything with them had had the most amazing adventures together. But now, it looked as if they were going to have a nice, quiet holidays, going for long walks over the cliffs, and perhaps sailing out in Georgie's boat to their island of Kirin. I have worked really hard at school this term, said Julian. I could do with a holiday. You have got thin, said Georgina. Nobody called her that. But they all called her George. She would never answer to any other name. Julian grind. Well, I'll soon get fat at Kirin Cottage, don't you worry. Aunt Fanny will see to that. She is a great one for trying to fatten people up. It will be nice to see your mum again, George. She is really nice. Yes, I hope dad will be in a good mood these days. Shared George. He ought to be because he's just finished some new experiments, Mum says, which have been quite successful. George's father was a scientist, always working out new ideas. He liked to be quiet and sometimes he flew into a temper when he couldn't get the peace he needed or things didn't go exactly as he wanted them to. The children often thought that hot tempered Georgina was very like her father. She took good fly into fierce tempers when things didn't go right for her. Aunt Fanny was there to meet them. The four children jumped out on the platform and rushed to hug her. George got there first. She loved her gentle mother. Timmy pranced around, barking in delight. He adored George's mother. She patted him and he tried to stand up and lick her. Timmy is bigger than ever, she said, laughing. Down, boy, you will knock me over. Timmy was certainly a big dog. All the children loved him, for he was loyal, loving, and faithful. His brown eyes looked from one to the other, enjoying the children's excitement. Timmy shared in it, as he shared in everything. But the person he loved most, of course, was his mistress, George. She had had him since he was a small puppy. She took him to school with her each term, for she and Anne went to a boarding school that allowed pets, otherwise George would certainly have refused to go. They set off to Kirin in the pony cart. It was very windy and cold and the children shivered and pulled their coats tightly around them. It's very cold, said Annie, her teeth beginning to chatter, colder than in the winter. It's the wind, said her aunt, and tugged her a rug around her. It's been getting very strong the last day or two. The fishermen have pulled their boats up the beach for fear of a big storm. The children saw the boats pulled right up as they passed the beach where they had swum so often. They didn't feel like swimming now. It made them shiver even to think of it. The wind howled over the sea. Great scudding clouds raised overhead. The waves pounded on the beach and made a terrible noise. It excited Timmy, who began to bark, be quiet Tim said George, petting him. You will have to learn to be a good, quiet dog now. We are home again. Dad will be cross with you. Is Dad very busy, Mum? Very, said her mother. But he is going to do very little work now you are coming home. He thought he would like to go for walks with you. Or go out in the boat if the weather calms down. The children looked at one another, Uncle Quentin wasn't the best of companions. He had no sense of humor and when the children went off into fights of laughter as they did 20 times a day or more, he couldn't see the joke at all. It looks as if these holidays won't be quite so much fun if Uncle Quentin parks himself on us most of the time said Dick in a low voice to Julian. Shh, said Julian, afraid that his aunt would hear and be hurt. George frowned. Oh, mom, dad will be bored, stiff if he comes with us, and we'll be bored too. George was very outspoken, and could never learn to keep a guard on her tongue. Her mother sighed, don't talk like that, George. I expect your dad will get tired of going with you after a bit, but it does him good to have a bit of a young life around. Here we are, said Julian, as the cart stopped outside an old house, Curran Cottage. Listen to how the wind is howling around it, Aunt Fanny. Yes, it made a terrible noise last night, said his aunt. You take the cart around to the back, Julian? when we have got the things out. Oh, here's your uncle to help. Uncle Quentin came out. A tall, clever-looking man with frowning eyebrows. He smiled at the children and kissed George and Anne. Welcome to Karen Cottage, he said. I am quite glad your parents are away. and because now we will have you all here again. Soon they were sitting around the table eating a big tea. Aunt Fanny always prepared a wonderful meal for their first ones, for she knew they were very hungry after their long journey on the train. Even George was satisfied at last and leaned back in her chair, wishing she could manage just one more of her mother's delicious homemade buns. Timmy sat close to her, he wasn't supposed to be fed at mealtimes, but it was really surprising how many bits tits found their way to him under the table. The wind howled around the house. The windows rattled, the doors shook, and the mats lifted themselves up and down as the trot got under them. They look as if they've got snakes around underneath them, said Annie. Timmy watched them and growled. He was a clever dog, but he didn't know why the mats wriggled in such a strange way. I hope the wind will die down tonight, said Aunt Fanny. It kept me awake last night. Julian, you look a bit thin. Have you been working hard? I must fatten you up. The children laughed. Just what we thought you'd say, mum, said George. Oh, what's that? They all sat still, startled. There was a loud pumping noise on the roof and Timmy put up his ears and growled fiercely. A tile off the roof, said Uncle Quentin. How annoying. We'll have to get the loose tile seen too. Fanny, when the storm is over or the rain will come in. The children hoped that their uncle would go to his study after tea, as he usually did, but this time he didn't. They wanted to play a game, but it wasn't much good with Uncle Quentin there. He wasn't any good at all, not even at such a simple game as Snap. Do you know a boy called Pierre Lenoir? Uncle Quentin suddenly asked, taking a letter from his pocket. I believe He goes to a school and digs, Julian. Oh, you mean Sooty? Said Julian. Yes, he is in Dick's form, mad as a hatter. Sooty? Why do you call him that? Said Uncle Quentin. It seems a silly name for a boy. If you saw him, you wouldn't think so, said Dick with a laugh. He's got hair as black as suit eyes like bits of coal, eyebrows that look as if they have been put in with charcoal, and his name means the black one, doesn't it, Lenoir? that's French for black. Yes, that's true, but what a name to give anyone, Sooty, said Uncle Quinton. Well, I have been having quite a lot of correspondence with this boy's father. He and I are interested in the same scientific matters. In fact, I have asked him whether he would like to come and stay with me for a few days and bring his boy, Pierre. Oh, really? Said Dick, looking pleased. It would be fun to have Suti here, Uncle. But he's completely mad. He never does as he told. He climbs like a monkey and he can be really cheeky. I don't know if you would like to him much. Uncle Quentin looked sorry. He had asked Suti after he had heard what Dick had to say. He didn't like cheeky boys, nor did he like mad ones. Hmm, he said, putting the letter away, I wish I would ask you about the boy first before suggesting to his father that he might bring him with him but perhaps I can prevent him coming. No, don't dad, said George, who rather liked the sound of sooty Lenoyer. Let's have him. We could come out with us and in up things. We'll see, said her father, who had already made up his mind on no account to help the boy at Kirin Cottage. If he wants mad, climbed everywhere and was cheeky. George was enough of a handful without a naughty boy egging on her. Much to the children's relief, Uncle Quentin went off to read by himself at about 8 o'clock. Aunt Fanny looked at the clock. Time for Anne to go to bed, she said. And you too, George. Just one good game of slap-down patience. All of us playing it together, mom said george come on you played too it's our first evening at home anyway i won't sleep for ages with this gale hauling around come on Mum. one good game then we'll go to bed julian's been yawning like anything already so guys this was the first chapter and we'll be back soon with another chapter of this book So stay tuned. Thank you.